Seriously. No, no, no seriously. I believe you. It's just when you say it like that, it sounds like the prologue of every fake nigga ever. I'm going to keep it real because that's what I do. Uh, I know that. <laughs> and that's like the coolest like way the ever of saying ever, it. Right? <laughs> you know, hey, bros, just going to throw this out here. Just going to keep it real, okay? Because that's what I, I do, just, all right? Because I keep it all really funky, you know. Exactly. I mean, 100%. Can, can, can I keep it a buck? <laughs> <sighs> This is the cold open. My name is Sean C. White, alongside my man Julian Long. Today's episode: Shut up and listen. Here we go again, man. I know, and like, first of all, I want to say I appreciate you being my friend because I know it's not easy to be my friend. Evidently, it's not easy to be my friend because I I just got a. Uh, yelled at by this chick on my facebook all right she's out here trying to tell me i'm not a friend i'm not an ally just because i fixed my mouth to say why do black women keep choosing these thug niggas that will beat the shit out of them and oh. kill them? <laughs> like you know what i'm saying i mean like i hate to be in, like riding on the boondocks but when i see piss coming i move in the words of the immortal denzel washington you know you done fucked up, right? <laughs> Yo, uh, so no, no, I don't know that I fucked up. I mean, obviously, okay, yes, I have fucked did, up because she blacked did. out on me, bro. She blacked out on me and like, okay, now all of a sudden I'm out here killing chicks. That's the way so she, like she put it to me like all you black men out here are killing us every day. And what'd you, what'd you I say? I killed nobody. Yes, you have. Well, uh, you need to explain this so, to me. Every woman that you know, every woman that you know, especially if she's a black woman, has been in some way abused or victimized by a man in her life. Everyone, Even, 100%. Everyone, everyone, 100%. Because the nature of the society that we live in means that just by virtue of being a woman, she is constantly placed at risk for what have become normalized forms of abuse, normalized forms of emotional abuse, normalized forms of, of sexual abuse, normalized forms of even domestic abuse. So and let me let me let me stop you real quick, bro, because if I'm picking up on what you're saying about normalizing, um, like when I said, like, remember that time we was talking, I was like, yo, I got a little bit Ike Turner in me, bro. And I failed to check you for that. I do remember that. Um, well, I yeah. now hold up. What do you mean you failed to check me for that, bro? Because like that's like you know a lot of cats out here. We will say like we say stuff like that. Like we do. Like you know what I'm saying. Like we feel like we have a lot of Ike Turner in us. Okay, so peep game. So you are talking to your white friend, and your white friend says, "I mean that's just the way that I see it. I've got a lot of uh, you know. I, I feel like I got a lot of slave master in me." Okay. How does that land to your ears? Uh, honestly, and I mean, like you know, you be, you got to come up with a better example than that because yeah, hello, white person, absolutely, you benefit <laughs> absolutely. every day from the. But uh, if they uh, use that, the, but if they use that in the context of you know a way that they should treat a black person in order to kind of put a black person in check, 
and they uh, and they uh, use again the we need to choose a better example <laughs> here's my point all right i feel where example, you're coming from though i, I want you to know i feel where you're coming from example notwithstanding here's my point you're you said that your friend came at you on facebook because she said you're not an ally you're you're not that you're essentially contributing she called me a fuck boy I don't did feel she, like did I'm she a call fuck you boy. an ashy dick fuck boy. Well, no, she did not. She didn't well, go that far. But however, now wait a minute. Now wait, now, let's, I'm trying to be serious here. If okay. I am a fuck boy, I'm willing to face my fuck boy nature because right. I'm not. That's not how I roll. Here's, so the, please, here's the shit that makes I'm asking us, for your help. I'm I'm being for real with you. Um, yeah. here's the shit that makes us fuck boys. When a woman is talking about abuse and violence and talking about either being the victim of it or feeling at risk or at threat of it or talking about uh, violence or, or abuse of any kind that she might not even be uh, on, the, on the receiving end of personally, it is not the time for us to come in and victim blame. That was the first thing you did was you victim blamed. You put the onus on the women for why are they choosing men who mm. will beat them that's not reality um mm. that's you know that's that's a trope that we get that's you know that's a narrative that we're sold okay by and and okay you know therapists and people who work in the field will tell you that there are such things as patterns of abuse and that there are such things as gravitating toward those patterns but the fact that those patterns exist is the root of the problem not why okay. are you choosing to go back to it but why is it there in the first place? Why were you subjected to it at such a young age that it became a pattern in your life? Why did someone introduce that to you for you to go back to it? Why has it become so common in your life that it's become a comfort? So like if a woman, mm. if we're going to assume that a woman or any woman, you know, chooses these niggas that put their hands on them, you got to ask yourself, why are those dudes there to, to be chosen from? Like the, okay. the problem in an abusive relationship is never with the victim. The problem is never with the person who is having that abuse visited on them. That's not that's not who you go to to fix it. Now, do you want to get them out of that and into a safe situation? Yes. Do you want to encourage them to want better and to and to understand that they deserve better? Yes. But where you and I, as men, have to go to, yeah. uh, to, to, to address the solution, to address the problem, is not to the women. It's to the men. It's to, it's to our brothers. It's to ourselves first. And then it's to the brothers outside of us. Because, you know, yeah. when you made that comment about I got a little like Turner and me, you know, I like I let it slide. And I say I let okay. it slide because I know you. We got like a decade of history between us. I know the kind of shit that you say. And I know what you mean when you say it. And I know, like, I know you well enough to know that in the context well, of- hold on, hold on, bro. Let me let me tell you what I meant when I said it. And, and okay. now that I've listened to you talk, I want you to understand that I'm not trying to defend what I said. And in fact, I see how it was wrong. Um, I see now that it normalizes the idea that you can just- Put your hands on someone else and i was wrong to say that like even though i thought it was funny first and foremost i was like oh that'll be that'll be really funny if i say that because it shows that i'm real and i'm hardcore um <laughs> and i understand now that that's really messed up like that's a poor joke at the expense of somebody else and and that's not something that i do 
You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not something I'm proud to do either. Um, but, or, and I should say not, but I see that the normalization of something like how Tina Turner was abused by Ike is so rampant that I feel fine about making that joke. And it's not until somebody else pulls my coat and says, Hey man, Whoa, what did you just say? And at first, like, you know, I was like, what was the problem? So, okay, now I'm starting to understand and get it. And I guess what I'm saying to you is I'd like to think of myself as an ally. I consider myself a feminist. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I've got miles to go before I can really claim that title. But here's the problem or for the problem for me is I don't even know how to start that journey. How do I start that journey? Like, like I understand what you're saying about you got to be an ally. You have to be, you know, on the side of the victim and understand patterns of abuse and stuff like that. But, but put that into practice for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't the majority, understand. The majority of the work that we got to do is shut up and listen. Okay. And it's really hard. It's, dude, let me keep it absolutely 100 for you. You, you know, you know what I talk about on my Facebook page, right? And you, you've seen that. The, the majority of the makeup of my followers, whether or not the list is public, you can tell from the comments, the majority of the makeup of my followers are black women, which means that on any given moment on my timeline, it's going to be flooded with the stories of black women. That is something that I actually consider a privilege because I, I get to hear the conversations that for so long we weren't privy to. And it's mm. one of the great things about social media is that they are speaking their mind and speaking their truth and they're doing it on their wall and I'm privileged to see it on my feed. And there are days when I'm like, fuck Facebook and fuck everything that I'm reading because mm. I will log on and nine out of ten of the nine out of ten of the threads that I first see are men ain't shit. Black men specifically ain't shit. Mm. And it's it's like all right, I just, I got to sit here and get this work. Like I got to take this medicine. Mm. And sometimes it's said, like, I kid you not. Sometimes it's said with no explanation. It's just like saying, you know, the sun is out today. Mm-hmm, show is. Also black men ain't shit. Mm-hmm, show word, ain't. Word and it's up. just word like, no, that's yeah. all that's there. And then you Bro. read down through the comments and it's just like, here's why they ain't shit. What ain't shit shit that they done today? And, it's, and you got to sit there and take it. And you got to listen to it. I hear you. And let me just let me just throw this your way. This is where my mind goes. When I see that, I jump to a conclusion automatically. Right. Um, What's the conclusion you jump to? Well, I jump to a conclusion based upon the women that I know that are in my life. Um, And I'm and I'm I'm seeing now again, I'm wrong. But a lot of times I assume, well, I know where this story is going to go. I know what's I I know what's going on here when I don't. You know what I'm saying? And I'm seeing that now. Um, and like you said, it is it, it it is hard because it is embarrassing. Yeah, you hear what I'm saying to you? Um, yeah, it, I am it, ashamed. It's not just embarrassing. It's 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 be it makes us smaller. And as men, we have a real about. hard time being made small. But that's honestly in those spaces is exactly what the fuck we have to do. We have to be smaller. We have to be. We have to make our smell our smell. Ugh. <laughs> Thank God for post-edit in this phone call. We have to make ourselves smaller in their space so that they can finally have the room that we're always taking up. Because we're always taking up room. We're always coming into mansplain. And I used to hate that term until I realized how fucking accurate it is. Because one of the first things, like the thing that jumps up inside me 
every single time. And I consider myself a feminist. I consider myself a, an, an ally of feminists and, and, and a conspirator because I do want to mm. dismantle these fucking systems. And I, I want to so, do it with I want to see it happen within my mom's lifetime. That's unlikely, but that's so, what I want. So let me let me let me put it to you how it went down with, um, you know, the woman that called me out, called me a fuck boy, et cetera, et cetera, and made me feel small. And, and honestly, like really, like more than anything, I was embarrassed. But like as I was reading through the comments on the thread. Right. And let me just give you some background. The thread was about a woman who was killed by her husband. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, on uh, as as things went on, I quickly realized that what was going on was is there was some real, real angry chicks getting it off their chest. You know what I'm saying? And so like I kind of shut up. I didn't kind of shut up. I absolutely shut up. You know what I mean? Um, and I just let the I let the sisters vent. I let them go off. Um, and here's why I'm embarrassed, but I, I also become enraged because I get mad because I know that there's brothers out there that are aware of their peers who fall short of the mark. Mm -hmm. They don't do or say anything. Um, They chalk it up. Yeah. I'm enraged because I know that there's brothers out there that see their peers who fall short of the mark and don't do anything because they don't even know how they might do something. Right. Um, And I'm trying I'm I'm really trying hard to understand that like there's a whole psychosis on the side of the victim that we have to deal with. Um, I'm embarrassed that this is what women have to choose from. I'm embarrassed as a man trying to be an ally or so I think and trying to be a feminist. So I think because not only do I have no idea which way to go forward and not only do my brothers have no idea of which way to go forward, but I'm also and I guess I can understand that it might be a matter of trust, but I'm enraged by the fact that my sister's have not called me to task as they could have. I need have direction. They, have they not, or have you not heard them? And that's and what I'm, I was not about to to, say. I'm not trying Perhaps, to. I'm not trying to be. No, no, no. I, I get it, bro. I get it. Like I'm, I'm willing to, like you said, to get this work. Like maybe I didn't, and it, there's a good chance that I didn't hear them the way it should be. Let me tell you a story. It's a short story. Um, okay. I was out with with my girl at the time and some of her friends, and one of their friends was like, girl, I got to go. You know how my man is. And they were like, oh, you know, that's, yeah, okay. <sighs> and everybody, like, has this deep sigh. And I'm like, mm, that's kind of weird. Like, what do you, what you what's going on? She's leaving early. Like, we're having a good time. And they're like, yeah, her man be tripping whenever she's out independently, like, having a good time apart from him. And I'm like, well, that's stupid. And they're like, yeah, you know, he really doesn't, you know, let her be herself. And he really tries to shut down, like, you know, anything that she does apart from him. And then somebody else was like, yeah, and he beats that ass, too. And it's yeah. like, OK. You know, like, call, like at this point, like my thought was I should do something about it as the man. Right. And maybe I'm wrong. 
But I was like, well, damn, like if, if at that point they'd have said something like he beats her ass, Sean, what are you going to do about it? Right. I would have taken it because he was just right right outside, like waiting for her in his car. You know what I'm saying? Like he had like, you know, opted out of the evening and was like, I'm out, bitch, you coming or not or something like that. You know what I mean? And so like yeah. it was and it was, again, that normalized sort of behavior like, well, yeah, he's probably going to hit her later. Um, so I'm going I'm I'm to give it you made me feel it made me feel helpless in a situation that I wanted to help with because I, I, I don't know what to do. And I certainly didn't receive any direction that I could see. So the fact that it requires, the fact that it requires an explicit directive is part of the problem. Mm. The fact that we're waiting for you go handle this. Like this isn't, this isn't squashing a bug. This isn't taking the garbage out. This isn't like, this is the, the beginning of it is humanity is really is is getting in the face of humanity and saying as a person I don't want to see this happen to a person and mm-hmm. that's that's empathy like there's a level of empathy that we don't possess when it comes to our sisters like we don't we don't seem to or we don't trade in it regularly mm. we we have allowed ourselves to do so much othering and so much pointing out the differences and so much line drawing in terms of, of roles, responsibilities and gender roles. And you even said it, you said, as a man, I felt like, I mean, another question is shit. There were three of her sisters there too. Mm. I mean, everybody could have took that ass. They all could have, they all could have taken dude on. And I'm not saying that that's their responsibility, but I'm saying what you're feeling and the fact that you waited for a charge that's a gender was, role. Yeah, that's a gender role. And that's and that's not and that's you, you know, you not being in touch with well, the empathy part of it. You were in touch with sympathy. Right. You were like, this is wrong. But right, you weren't right, like right, right. her getting hit is like this nigga is attacking us. He's attacking all of us. The other sisters at the table felt that. They absolutely felt her being attacked by him is all of us being attacked. And that is part of why. They probably didn't feel compelled to get up and go check him because they're already attacked. There's a now here's the effed up part about it. We were already having a conversation about abuse before they said the words. And he beats that ass before they said that we were already having a conversation about abuse. Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you, are you familiar with the hashtag? Maybe he doesn't hit you. No, I'm not familiar with that hashtag. No. So this this has actually recently retwinded, retrended on Twitter. If they were smart, they would brand retwinded. Um, it's a twinding mm-hmm. topic. But um, mm-hmm. this this actually retrended on Twitter recently, um, and it's women telling their stories of everything that marginalizes everything that marginalizes them, makes them small, makes them afraid. Um, takes away their identity within a relationship, anything that silences them. And part of the, the, the MO of domestic abusers is to make the women that they abuse feel isolated, separated, and silenced. So hmm. that whole lick of getting her away from her friends, that's part of how you enable abuse. That's like that's that's a part of what he's doing to essentially groom her to be abused. 
Mm-hmm. And these kind mm-hmm. of behaviors, they're they're I love to use the word pernicious because they're they're exactly that. It it has a a, a, a a secretive viciousness about it, the way that it creeps up into a relationship. And the next thing you know, you've lost your sense of self. You don't have anybody to talk to. And when the man that you're with starts making these unreasonable demands and threatens you with violence, you don't know where to go because you're completely cut off and you don't even have a sense of who you are to, to know which way to go. So we're already dealing with abuse long before he puts his hands on her. But to answer your question about what you do, is it the right thing to run and do anything in that moment? Probably not, because here's the thing. Unless you knock the motherfucker out, he's going to take it out on her. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and that means like that night, you know, you step to him and like, hey, bro, what are you doing? And he that makes him feel small. His ego gets in the way. He mm. feels like he needs to feel like a man. And that confrontation that he was unwilling or unable to have out with you he will have out with her. Okay, let me stop you right there, bro. Because this is real. Yeah. Is there is there a way, and I'm not talking about in this situation, let's get out of that situation, and I'm going to yeah. speak in a general sense. How do we have that conversation with our brothers without making them feel, because you know what? There, there is no way to not make them feel small. How do we have a productive conversation with our brothers about that? How do we do it? So I'm going to tell you like this. It's uh, I I don't really know the complete answer. I know how you can start it. Egos yeah. get in the way. Masculinity is for is fragile. You know, like yeah. that's the thing. As soon as as soon as you check a dude about his relationship, everything everything in him starts to go off, and he's right. like, "Why is this nigga stepping to me? He thinks I'm small. Is he trying to fuck her? Like it's all of that shit." about his personal insecurities because he's going to center the conversation on him. He's going to make it about him and not about who she is, what she deserves and how she deserves to be able to live. Right. Um, I don't really know the complete answer because my first instinct, my first tendency, I told you about this a couple of weeks ago, um, situation that happened to me when I was living in a different city. And I was like, I'm gonna find this dude. I'm gonna whoop his ass. And then I'm gonna call my peoples from Brooklyn and they're going to finish it. Like right. that. And it's the wrong answer because right. answering violence with violence is only going to perpetuate the violence. You got to have a conversation with somebody that you have access to. You got to have a okay. conversation with somebody. And like some of the conversations that we can have is is the the stuff where it's about not normalizing the behavior. The other part of it has to be this. It has to be like, look, I understand that this is where you are and that this is what you're doing. This is not right. It has to stop. And there are consequences for your behavior. There will be consequences for your behavior. If this continues to happen and I'm aware of it, I'm going to make sure that something's done about it. And I'm not going to stop. I'm going to be relentless about it. I'm going to make you as uncomfortable in your skin as you make her. Now, the other work that has to happen on the other side of that, I think, is where you were probably trying to get in your original comment that started the, you know, the, 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 the escoriating that the you, shit storm yeah, that you dealt with online. And that is, it can't just the, the solution can't just be on one side. Like you have to get her to a safe place because mm. otherwise it's going to be just a cycle of him catching hands all day 
or going back and forth in, you know, getting getting restraining orders and back and forth being arrested and whatnot. And that's the part I think that I'm, I'm I don't want to speak for you, but I would I would posit that as a black man. It's difficult for you because it would be I'll say this, it would be difficult for me to have to get the law involved, to have to get police involved. Mm. Because it's like shit. I may just be sentencing you and her to death right. if police have right, to come right. to the word. Like word. that's at, real. Like yeah. there's no there's no trust there. So okay. it's you know okay. like how do we police within our own community to make this stuff stop? And I think that a big part of it is first of all shining light on it. Like hey, what you think you're doing is like everybody knows what you're doing, and this has hold to hold on, to bro. Stop. Hold on, because I got to ask you something. Yeah. Who told you? Who told you not to rape? Who told you that women are people too? Who told you that women are equal? Who told you that women deserve to be able to be free and live and not be constricted, cut off, constrained, abused mentally and physically? Who told you that? Uh, okay. So I learned, I learned much of this from my mom, but mm. not, not explicitly Yes, mm. much of it was, of course, explicitly in the we don't do this. This is not who I'm raising you to be. Unfortunately, my mom had a lot of stories to share with me. Um, my name is Julian. My mother named me after her baby sister, Judith. Mm. Um, her baby sister, Judith, who was dead by the time I came into the world. Um, Judith died at the hands of her abusive boyfriend who um, beat her. And then when she tried to get away the last time and he lured her back, he, um, he gave her a hot shot. He, um, he overdosed her on air. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, her best friend was murdered by her husband. My mom's best friend growing up was murdered by her husband. Mm -hmm. um, we have too many voices that will see something outrageous and say, that's, that's just how it is. You know, you don't get involved between a man and his woman. You know, that's, that's messed up, but that's what it is. Sometimes you have to do that stuff. And we hear these things. We see those things happening. There's a lot more of that silent consenting and that also not silent but that that um mm. that that consent that you know that approval bro that happens. that's the perfect word that's the perfect word we don't have no problem as men calling each other out like yo get your credit score up fool you know you broke Pay the bills. <laughs> we have no problem do you know what i'm saying like we have no problem doing that like, I've had people call me out on some of the most embarrassing things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, man, you need to get your skin cleared up before you keep fixing your mouth to tell me you need to get some of them bumps off your face before you keep talking to me. Like, that's crazy. But, like, cats that I have, like, you know, barely a relationship have felt comfortable in public spaces saying that to me at a very loud, we are right. loud people, at a very loud volume. Um, but somehow we can't find our tongue when it comes to saying, you know what I mean? Well, you know what? By the way, I know that you'd be hitting Keisha. Why are you hitting Keisha? We can't, as brothers, we can't go about the business of loving up on somebody one-sidedly. Hmm. And, and when I talk about empathy, 
in terms of observing and recognizing abuse and seeing it as a problem for yourself when another person is abused, then approaching the abuser requires a different kind of empathy. And that part is hard. It's hard to master both sides of love. Both sides of love include affection and correction. And it's the part where it's like, look, I'm only coming to you like this because I love her and I love you. And this shit has to stop and it's going to stop. But we need to deal with what it is that's got you feeling like that's okay. Now that shit is really, really difficult for somebody who's already in it, for somebody who's already committed to living that kind of violent existence. Uh-huh. It unless they really want to get to the root of it and change, it's almost impossible. And all we can do is work to make it so they don't do that in the community that we are in and then try to expand the size of that community by, you know, dismantling this culture of abuse. Look, man, I, I don't I don't I hate to do this, but I got to change these pants. I don't want to know why, but <laughs> I will respect you to change your pants. I go ahead and change these pants, bruh. Well, you, you just change what? clothes and, and go. I don't mean to dis I don't mean to disrespect the uh old, uh, uh the uh I don't know legendary I guess Rudy Raymore. It's no business born insecure. Rat soup eating junkyard motherfucker. Wow, is it really? Born insecure. It truly is. That's born insecure. We can fix that. Unfortunately, Dolomite is about a, an abusive pimp character, is it not? He is a character who has pimp in his portfolio, which is another thing that I think that before we go, bro, before I get off the phone and change these pants, I really <laughs> need to talk about that. It it is it is going to be okay going forward for black people to lose these bullshit heroes that we have had. I yeah. get it. When we was really, really messed up and the ghetto was was a different place. Sure, you know, the, the dude with the really nice car who literally abuses women for his livelihood was kind of a person that you could look up to because he was stylish. But I'll be damned if yeah. anyone should refer to themselves as a pimp going forward, period. Oh, hell pimps no. We gonna, terrible, terrible people. 2017, we're going to start celebrating the corny niggas. Hey, that's the conversation for another day, bro. But like I said, I really do need to change these pants. Yeah, you do that. Peace, not, in a bad, not in a bad way. Just to something more fashionable. Exactly. Like, it's like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> these are my sit down and talking pants. Exactly. And, I, and these I'm are my go going out my with Mr. McFeely pants. pants. Yeah, get, exactly. into, get into your relaxy pants. <laughs> See, yeah, I'm going to go get my relaxy pants on and I'm going to holler at you later. All right, bro. Peace. All right, peace. Peace.